0: Crown of Thorns by Iris Bluefig Chapter 55 Garlands The 14th of February, 2016 Hey loser, Mandy said, dropping a handful of venue pamphlets in Ivan's lap. Clock's ticking. She sat down beside him on the sofa, bumping his elbow. Are we still shooting for early next year? You know my grandparents can travel, Ivan sighed, sifting through them in his lap, taking another uneasy sip of his strong coffee. Too old. We'll have to have another ceremony in Ivar. My aunts, uncles and cousins will also come. He offered Mandy the mug. How about you, Er Eh, Mandy replied, setting it aside on the floor. I will not finish this
1: for your sick arse.
0: I could not be more sorry you ended up looking after me on a day like this, Ivan said quietly. He set the pamphlets down on the end table, reaching for his box of tissues instead. Fucking flu. There's the spirit, Mandy said approvingly, scooting closer in spite of Ivan's fever weak effort to push her away. I shouldn't have let you drink so much caffeine, yeah? Let's switch to tea. What about the friends?' Ivan ventured blowing his nose loudly. Their beach worked well. Mandy frowned at him, snagging a fresh tissue, handing it to him. It's due to scansion. That's true, Yvonne agreed. But if you mention we have a date in mind, they will offer. I'm not going to take advantage, mate, Mandy said, slapping one hand to Yvonne's forehead. Here we go again. Been feeding you aspirin instead of chocolate-covered strawberries all weekend. Shockingly pale beneath his freckles, Ivan grinned. "'Valentine's check, meter Where's the zapper?' Mandy asked, digging around in his nest of blankets. "'Let's watch telly. On the floor,' Ivan answered miserably, lower portion of his face buried in snot-ridden tissues. "'That's seriously disgusting,' Mandy told him, finding what she was after. She clicked the on-button in a hurry, and then waved her hand at the bin. "'You have a whole box. House of Commons,' Ivan groused, but he did as he was told. Leric, really? Hey, don't blame me,' said Mandy, tossing the remote control on the floor. "'Blame Sophia.'
1: This is the worst, most
0: disgusting shite ever, Sophia said, nonetheless humoring Adam as he steered her along the pavement with both hands on her shoulders.
1: You know that, right? First you say, oh sure, let's park in some uni lot I no longer have clearance for, it'll be fine. And then you're like, hey honey, put this on as a blindfold before we get out of the car, nobody'll notice.
0: She blinked against the satin of Adam's tie.
1: The parking lot thing gave away our location, by the by, she added sweetly. I also know the drive by heart. We're in Cambridge.
2: You're
0: babbling a lot, Adam observed, and she could practically hear his smile.
1: Nervous? Yeah, because you have terrible taste in high-end restaurants, said Sophia, smirking. And anyway, there aren't that many of them in this town. You know I'm not fond of the selection.
0: One step ahead of you, Soph, Adam agreed, veering her around a sharp turn. Trust me. Sophia flared her nostrils, breathing in deeply.
1: I recognise the smell of that green grocer.
0: I'm not going to be able to hide from you where we're going, Adam sighed. Not for long. Sophia stuck both hands in her skirt pockets. Witchwives are
1: trouble,
0: she sing-songed. I'm much worse than a witch, Adam teased. How do you take it without blinking? Sophia shrugged, throwing her shoulders back proudly. None of that shite surprised mum. Nothing surprises your mum, said Adam darkly. Okay, listen, we're getting close.
1: I'm impressed you haven't run me smack into anybody,
0: Sophia remarked.
1: Must be crowded. "'For
0: a Sunday evening, yeah,' Adam conceded. "'But I'm behind you. We're not walking too abreast. "'I'd think the crowd appreciates that,' he kissed the top of her head. "'Ready.'
1: "'Thrill me, Mr. Young,'
0: Sophia said, removing her hands from her pockets, "'reaching back to undo the knot.
1: "'What's it going to be? Falafel and shawarma at our favourite hole-in-the-wall place?'
0: "'Not quite that, exactly.' Adam said, bringing them to a stop, batting her hands away so he could untie the blindfold himself. It's still a sit-down sort, but I think you might just approve. Rainbow Cafe, said Sophia, turning so he could see that she hadn't even opened her eyes.
1: You shouldn't have.
0: She went up on tiptoe and kissed him.
1: Did you mind Crowley for details?
0: Not really, Adam said, shrugging.
3: You were the one who told me all about that afternoon. What I did was ask your parents about all the times they visited you at uni and where you liked to eat out the most. They said you wanted to go to Rainbow almost every single time.
1: I wonder what mum and dad are up to tonight anyway, Sophia said. Come on, let's go inside.
4: Are you sure
0: about this? Newt asked, down on his knees, rummaging in the games cupboard. They hadn't played Anathema's request in so long that he wasn't even sure the falling apart box dating to some time in the 70s had survived the move from Jasmine Cottage.
4: I used to kick your butt every time,
0: replied Anathema
4: cheerfully. So why should I stop now? Mercy? Common
0: decency? Newt suggested, crestfallen as he located the vintage Scrabble set at last. He tugged it out from beneath Scattergories and Taboo. Out of the goodness of your heart? Nah, said Anathema, setting up the dining-room table.
4: But pity, I think I can manage.
0: Does that mean we are not going to play after all? asked Newt, but his hopeful tone wasn't sincere.
4: Not a chance.
0: "'replied Anathema cheerfully. "'Get that box up here, all right? "'Clock's ticking.' "'On what?' "'Newt asked, getting to his feet,
4: "'strolling over to join her. "'The twins coming home?' "'They won't last two hours on a double date,' "'Anathema sighed. "'The last time Nat thought this was a good idea, "'Janet came home shrieking about how she was tired "'of not telling anybody she doesn't like boys. "'Nat didn't speak to her for a week "'for not having confided sooner.' "'I hope that isn't a sign we've gone wrong,' Newt admitted,
0: pulling the revolving board carefully out of the box, positioning it between them on the
4: table. "'As parents, I mean. You have to wonder.' "'She knows we would never have given her grief,' Anathema said, shaking the bag of lettered tiles. "'I honestly think it's that university-age humans don't like parents nosing around in their business.' University-age humans,
0: Newt snorted, sticking his hand into the bag when Anathema offered it to him.
4: You make them sound like an entirely separate species. To you, I'm willing to bet they are. Anathema shrugged. I earned my BA at sixteen, but my real first experiences with uni kicked in from then till nineteen, almost twenty, while I was a postgrad. I found it a steep learning curve. "'Sometimes I forget I'm married
0: to a verifiable genius,' Newt said, setting his tiles up in
4: alphabetical order on his tray. "'You must have been a terrifying child to raise. What did your parents think?' "'My father always said I ought to be grateful for having inherited mum's pragmatism.' "'No stereotypical absent-minded professor type, you,' Newt agreed. "'Who goes first? "'Have it, darling.' said Anathema, smirking again. I'm willing to give you a leg up. You've been hanging around that lanky, rakish rathead a bit too much, haven't you? Rafe's easier to drink with than you are, Anathema told Newt. Doesn't fall asleep after one shot. I hope to God he's showing Uriel a bloody good time tonight, Newt said. For everybody's sake.
5: Does your idle threat of several weeks ago,
0: asked Raphael, idly blowing smoke at the ceiling, his head swimming,
5: still hold? Because we're both to blame for this lethargy one feels.
2: One feels. <laughs>
0: Uriel parroted back at him, giggling maniacally, accepting the joint when he passed it over.
5: Oh, dude, can you even hear yourself? Do you know who you sound like? Like one poncy-as-hell motherfucker up the road, one imagines,
0: said Raphael lazily. He turned his head, entranced by the rustle of his pillowcase, blinking at Uriel.
5: How high are we?
6: I didn't acquire the shit this time, so it's all on you.
0: Uriel replied, blowing smoke in his face.
6: Isn't it like a Feast of St. Valentine or something? And aren't we supposed to, I don't know, celebrate or whatever?
0: She rolled onto her side, scooting closer, knocking their knees together. Raphael took the joint away from her, taking one last long drag before vanishing it into thin air.
5: What could possibly be your idea of a good time? He ventured. Aside from this.
6: Sex,
0: Uriel said, poking Raphael in the belly. If I was sober, anyway. I forget how it works. You... replied Raphael,
5: deadpan. Forget how sex works. Amazing. Should we review? Shut
0: up. Uriel muttered, closing her eyes. I
7: mean more, I just don't want to move at all. Raphael pushed at
0: Uriel's shoulder. She flopped onto her back without the slightest resistance.
5: I don't believe anybody said anything about you having to lift a finger,
0: he clarified. Uriel made a face at him. Pinky swear, she said, holding up one hand, littlest finger bent. Because I just
6: know you're gonna bitch come morning about how I made you do all the work.
5: It's work I'm thrilled to do.
0: Raphael said reassuringly, sliding over her as neat as you please.
6: "'Such a loaded word these days. Thrilled,'
0: said Uriel, beaming up at him. "'You jerk!'
5: "'No disrespect intended, my treasure,'
0: Raphael murmured, wondering if his grammar in their long-lost native tongue had fled his neurons.'
5: Or have I mistakenly called you some type of waterfowl?
6: Christ, you're a sappy stoner. Uriel
0: responded in English, catching his lower lip between her teeth.
5: Do you suppose...
0: Raphael ventured at length after a thorough kiss.
5: They give any thought to this holiday below decks, as it were? seeing as the saint in question was pretty fond of your girl.
6: Tanith was so good at undercover ops. I mean... Uriel sighed. So good. Shivers.
5: I would paid decent money to observe Valentine's Day in hell, darling.
0: Replied Raphael. Fact. Want to go, insisted Tanith, indignant, tossing the folders on Dagon's
3: desk. It's been too long. There isn't even any risk attached to this mission. Standard SNL, you said.
8: I've already assigned one of
0: Baal's trainees, Dagon said, stacking the scattered contents back into a neat pile
8: with his curt gesture. The matter is closed, Tanith. I won't put you back in harm's
3: way. Better not let any of the higher-ups hear you talk like that. Tanith scolded. It's counterintuitive.
8: You're right. There'd ultimately be no harm in it, Dagon replied. At least in theory. But if there's anything I've learned, it's that theory doesn't account for the unexpected. Given that planet's otherworldly population at this point in eternity, I've come to expect it. Humans have a platitude for that,
0: Tanith reminded him, taking a seat on the edge of Dagon's desk, legs uncrossed.
3: What do you do? Adopt dat as policy, too? Thanks to your boy Crowley?
0: Dagon's eyes flicked up from pensive contemplation of the unopened files, locking onto Tanith's. That got your attention, didn't it? Tanith asked, drawing her legs up onto the desk, scooting over till she could shift the files and situate herself, cross-legged, in front of him.
3: You must miss him.
8: Not as much as I would have missed you, said Dagon if that clusterfuck hadn't resolved itself.
3: We'd all have been screwed, if not for the boss man's kid. Face it.
8: Tanith sighed.
3: Small mercies.
8: Now who's going to be brought up on charges of right-minded discourse? Dagon chided,
0: framing her face with both rough, burn-scarred hands. We can't afford to give ourselves away.
3: Crowley taught you how to give zero fucks, Tanith said. And I'd learned long before that.
0: Dagon brushed at Tanith's cheeks with his thumbs, unblinking. I fear for you without cease. Mm, No, Tanith said, breaking into a smile, teeth bared.
3: Fear they'd be down with.
8: I don't understand why some operations continue, mine above all, Dagon admitted. Meddling is off the table, broadly speaking, but surveillance is not. We still keep watch over our own.
3: Nobody's going to fire you, old man.
8: Tanith reassured him, planting a kiss on his forehead. Fortunately, I'm under no obligation to put those two knuckleheads back on any jobs, either.
0: Happy Valentine's Day, Tanith said, resting her cheek
8: against Dagon's temple.
3: I like that one.
8: Haster liked causing no end of trouble for it, Dagon reminisced. Lost the whole nine yards.
3: Wonder if he's off pouting,
8: Tanith replied.
3: There's no downer like the kibosh on your trade.
0: Aster stalked into the great hall, instantly displeased with what he saw, which in and of itself was pleasing, but he attempted not to dwell on that. What the ninth circle's going on in here?
7: Well, seeing as it's some fancy saint's day upstairs, one what's got to do with lust and all that.
0: Ligar paused to rearrange the dry, singed flowers he'd been fussing with.
7: Well, I thought... Thinking is not what
2: I keep you on hand for last I checked,
0: Haster sneered, wrinkling his nose at the rustle of parched, brimstone dusted leaves and stems. Dead roses, I hate!
7: Dead as doornails, said
0: Ligger proudly, stepping back to admire his handiwork. Sweet, is it? Haster resisted the urge to touch the banquet table in its
7: entirety. What are you playing at then? You was always fond of today,
0: Nigger said coyly,
7: advancing, messing with all them humans.
0: Hasta had both fists wound in Nigger's lapels before he could even blink.
7: Hm. And? And I thought, never mind it not being my strong suit, maybe you'd want to.
0: Nigger winked. Get, Hasta snarled, to
7: the bleeding point. He
0: kissed the smirk right off Ligger's face. Huh, mumbled Ligger, casually biting Haster's lip till it bled.
7: Mess me about instead. Not for all Crawley's flowers and his sorry ruined Eden would I trade you, Haster thought.
0: Crowley dashed inside, hissing frost, slamming the sliding glass door behind him. "'Angel?'
9: "'Kitchen!'
0: Aziraphale called, his tone infuriatingly
9: mild. "'Kettles on, my dear. I've been waiting.'
6: "'The colds killed everything, nearly, and I mean everything,'
0: Crowley called, shedding his coat on the sofa as he passed by it.
6: "'So much for an early spring!' I hear America's got it better.
0: So the groundhog says, replied Azuraphale, side eyeing Crowley, who chucked a tea bag into his favourite mug and helped himself to hot water. If you'd only
9: taken a seat, I'd have done it for you.
6: I'm perfectly capable of brewing tea,
0: snapped Crowley, strolling over to curl up in his usual chair.
9: Feet off the floor,
0: Azuraphale said, setting his newspaper
9: aside. I've given everything a scrub.
0: Crowley kept his suddenly bare feet, parked on the edge of his chair, shoving his knees harder into the table's edge.
6: Then I'll scrub them again later, he muttered into his mug. Hello to you, too.
0: Azuravale gave him a gentle yet exasperated look. You know I'd hoped we'd be on the road. Yeah, yeah, Crowley sighed.
6: Off to the proverbial races. I got distracted, I'm sorry.
0: Aziraphale snapped his fingers, summoning some champagne out of storage. If you'd rather? Crowley downed his tea quickly, wiping his mouth on his cuff.
6: Now you're just taking the piss.
0: Aziraphale eyed the Moet Shandon, his expression smug. Why ever would you say that?
6: I deserved it, whatever,
0: said Crowley dismissively, waving the silverware drawer open. He made sure the corkscrew skidded to a halt on the table in front of Aziraphale.
6: You're doing the honours.
9: I'm afraid today won't hold a candle to last year,
0: said Aziraphale
9: ruefully, working on the tin foil. That island off of Florida was lovely, and your collection intake was quite superb.
6: Not as superb as the 1780 auction hall,
0: Crowley said, as Aziraphale handed him some champagne in one of his prized glasses.
6: traps flood the market these days, but I couldn't care less.
9: You're running out of space, Aziraphale chided, holding up his glass. Soon I shall have to insist you begin selling the runoff on eBay. Either that, or commission someone to build more shelving.
6: Not with Harold gone,
9: Crowley thought, raising his glass.
6: That'd be sacrilege.
9: I understand that you can't get the man you'd like for the job, Azuraphale sighed. Crowley!
6: Were you going to propose a toast or something?
9: Crowley asked.
6: My hand's getting tired.
9: Not if less is more,
0: dear boy, Azuraphale said, resting his glass against Crowley's.
9: To what?
6: To a year without troubles like the ones we've recently had, Crowley said. To absent friends.
9: I shan't argue,
0: said Azuraphale quietly, savouring his first sip. Our friends in Kent, especially.
6: Why do you say that?
0: ventured Crowley, swallowing cautiously.
6: Know something I don't.
0: Azuraphale shrugged, assessing the lip of his bubble-fretted glass. We
9: see them the least
0: is all.
6: "'Enough,'
0: Crowley said, letting his feet drop to the floor, shifting in his seat until he'd scooted his chair right up against Aziraphale's.
6: "'Happy Valentine's Day, Angel. Drink up and let's go eat.'
2: Best bundle you up, Mister S," said Madam Tracy, bustling into the room with an armful of spare duvet. DailyMail dot com says tonight's set to be Britain's coldest in four years. Isn't that dreadful?
0: Shadwell shifted in his armchair as she dropped the bundle directly on top of him.
7: What do you mean, woman?
0: He grumbled, burrowing his way to the surface.
2: I didn't ask. Of course you didn't,"
0: replied Madame Tracy warmly, arranging the duvet up around his neck and tucking it under his chin. But we both know your
2: circulation isn't up to snuff. There's a love.
0: Shadwell clicked the DVD he'd been watching onto pause. Something from America about aliens and attractive FBI agents, in which Madame Tracy could never muster much interest
2: beyond the attractive part.
7: There's no use in reminding ye. Yeah. Why are you so tardy?'
2: Well, I'd mention that lovely Rani woman had popped round for visit this afternoon. Explained, Madame Tracy, amiably. She's a tricky one
0: to fly off once you've got her in the pub.
2: Gallantry,
0: Shadwell muttered under his breath, starting the film up again.
5: Devil's wiles.
0: Now,
2: Mister
5: S,
0: Madame Tracy sighed, tugging the far end of the duvet down over his slipper-covered toes.
2: None of that. Why, I appreciate your having caught up a modern telly Near politically correct and all that rubbish, Harper, I?' Chadwell grumped. I'm sorry. I'm ever so lost on this one, love. Madam Tracy confessed,
0: getting back to her feet with mild difficulty. Her hip, wouldn't you know?
2: But I'd be tickled pink for a spot of parks and rec.
0: Chadwell paused the DVD again, clearly hesitant to surrender Mulder and Scully without putting up a
7: fight. I didn't know you bought that, he said. It's not my fault you weren't here for the finale the other night.
2: Mr. S, you know it's not polite to watch items of joint interest without me,
0: Madam Tracy
2: told him, settling in on the sofa,
0: adjusting her curlers and bathrobe. Shall we flip a coin?
2: I forbid you to go getting up again with this dreadful chill that's come on,
0: Chadwell huffed. Madame Tracy smiled to herself. Be my
2: valentine then and put the handsome agent back on.
0: Shadwell resumed the film, loudly clearing his throat.
7: That other friend of yours has it right.
0: Which one, love? Adam Tracy asked, wishing she'd thought to make popcorn. Dear Mary?
7: The one that's boogled after Brazil every five minutes, God gave I. these two years and more.
0: How has she got it right? asked Madam Tracy, momentarily distracted.
2: Oh, warm climate?
7: You got more brains than you let on, Shadwell allowed. Of course. "'There's a young gent, too.'
2: "'Never a truer
0: word,' agreed Madam Tracy, fanning herself. "'And to think he's come here!' "'Bundled from head to toe in more pieces of clothing "'than he'd have ever dreamed of owning as a young man, "'Jamie Hernez watched his breath roll in the frigid air.' He looked up at the stars, entranced, and thought about his children an ocean away. His son was twenty-nine now, and his daughter was twenty-six. Meanwhile, his ex-wife was happily micromanaging their lives. Jamie had been twenty years old when he'd decided to quit facilities maintenance and attend night school. That tree he'd helped escape its glass prison in the shopping centre, a wake-up call, if you like... Jamie walked to the end of the brick driveway, running his fingers along the prickly, neatly clipped hedge, separating it from the next semi-detached house's front drive, but he never once looked down. He knew these constellations by heart, but on this small, strange island, some of them went by different names. In comparison to what his grandfather had taught him, all the names were different. Jamie's grandfather had died when Jamie was ten, far from both his people and his forest. The constellations Jamie was seeing now had never turned up in February back at home. He'd read about winter in the opposite hemisphere, but he'd never dreamed he'd live to see it, feel it. Behind Jamie the front door opened and clattered shut again. Mary's footsteps clacked behind him. You'll catch your death of cold, she said in her daily improving Portuguese. Come back inside.
8: Stay a while, meu
0: Jamie replied, catching her hand. You have a different sky here. Crown of Thorns will continue in Chapter 56.